Hallelujah. Yeah, it's so good to be back online with you all. We've crossed uh, into June, and so half of the year is basically over, and God's been faithful. No matter what has happened, He's kept you, He's brought you through. Thank God that we are blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, worship this King who is worthy of our praise as we gather in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. The one who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen, or will see. The son who comes from his bosom unveils We bless you, we praise you for showing yourself to us, Lord. Through the living word, through the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit who lives in us, who is upon us today, Semitra Babariata. We worship you, Sepo Prosto Fravavanda. Nambraske Mandorokura Patabasana Babala Krasatea. Oh, we worship you, Brezolukrumakuta Koporosto. We bless you, Abba Father. He who came from heaven, Reposoto Kostepria. He will show us these things. Nembrasala Prapala Katala Sinte. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning our prayer shall rise to Thee. Only Thou art holy, merciful and mighty, God in three Persons, blessed Trinity, God in three persons, blessed Trinity.
Ti Hamashiri Mamaranda Rabal Masebarabaranda Rabakashatayam Balavirimenti Hamasepa Babranda Bakashri Peste Fefetele Lomondo We worship you Lord Ramese Prebelve Anamasande de Moso Tokomonje de Breste Alamarabaserende de Boshora Masele Manamande le Botoro Sondo Malmara Frale Mante You alone are worthy Menecrosora Mambrala Babarande Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Faithful God, we trust you. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We receive. We receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Thank you, Jesus. You must never forget that you're first of all a spirit being and you have a soul, emotions, will, intellect, seat of choice and all of that and then you dwell in this body and the body is your house. Uh, to be absent from the Lord is to be present in the body, to be at home in the body, the Bible says. So right now we're at home in this body. But one of these days we'll be present with the Lord. And I believe we'll take this home, glorified version of it with us also. Hallelujah. That's going to be quite an experience. That surge of glory that just makes it subdued to the Lord completely. That last enemy, death, will have been put underfoot. We give you praise. Hallelujah. So in that Regard, let's consider that man was originally created to be dominated by the spirit, not by the emotions, will, intellect, etc., or the body. Hallelujah. But after the treason of Adam and Eve, uh, that position was lost, and that man became dead. And uh, the man on the inside, uh, the spirit man, lost his capacity to dominate and became a slave to Satan. So in other words, Satan became his Lord. That's why we confess Jesus as Lord and we come out of the dominion of darkness. And so today, uh, you see men and mankind basically ruled by the mind, the intellect, or the body. And like we were saying the other day, if you just train your mind alone, you become like a scientist type person, you know, very self-conceited, egocentric. Everything must go around him because he's superior in his intellect and he becomes a tyrant, you know, and uh, basically goes against 
uh, everything else and puts himself up there and usually ends up as a dictator type person. So you see that material often there outside in the world. And then of course if you just trained your body alone, you became one of these uh, wrestler type people, you know, who come on the stage with great pomp and fanfare, very animal type people who have everything under the dominion of their muscles and you know, they roar and rip people and all of that. And so you have that part, very animal type. So just imagine what you see out there today is basically these two in operation. But what about a person who decides to develop his spirit man and begins to yield to the spirit man and give place to the spirit or allows the spirit man to dominate? Such a person now realizes there's a responsibility to other human beings and people on the planet. See, that, that responsibility or chomodala bodham uh, comes upon you and you start thinking about others and not just yourself. Hallelujah. Excuse the occasional Greek there. But um, so we as believers whose spirits have been made alive, who have accepted the Lordship of Jesus, and have received the life of God, uh, we have a responsibility to make sure that we are allowing the spirit man to dominate over all the other areas. Nothing wrong with developing the mind. In fact, we are supposed to. The Bible gives us the instruction to have our minds renewed with the Word of God, to operate in the mind of Christ, and also to have a bodily exercise which allows us to enjoy temporal benefits. Hallelujah. So it's good to have all three, you know, taking their place with the spirit man ruling. Glory to God. So let's uh, think along those kinds of lines today as we consider, first of all, First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 23rd verse. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here that we are told about the whole spirit and soul and body. So God is asking for all again. Praise God. Sanctified, separated unto him. He's higher than all of these fallen things that you see down here. So sin, sickness, disease, and every curse cannot touch him because he's way up there, separate from all of this. And he wants us to be like that, untouchable by all of these things. And so he has broken the power and dominion of darkness over us and given us legal right to say no to any of these things and keep the whole spirit and soul and body separated, enjoying his life, enjoying his dominion, enjoying his, in quote, untouchable, uh, special uh, immunity in Jesus' name. And then 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. So we are looking at him, looking away from ourselves, and considering him who is working in us, who is going to do it. He started this good work in us. He is faithful. And He is calling us to cooperate with Him, looking away from ourselves 
at Him. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear verse 23 and 24 out of 1 Thessalonians 5 in Canada also. Praise the Lord. Notice in that. Thank you. Hallelujah. Notice in that uh, latter part of verse 23. He says, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. So we are considering the fact that we may be the generation in all probability that welcomes the Lord Jesus or prepares for that great soon coming of the Lord Jesus. And so these are days where we look to him who is faithful. He called us. This call was there before time began. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, God had already called you, put a calling and a grace and an ability on the inside of you, in Christ Jesus, in the mind of God. Before time began, it was already settled. And we need to see things the way God sees them. And then, whether we accept it or not, that's the truth. (laughs) Some people cannot see these things because of ignorance. Others see it, um, you know, because they have not understood much. But then our desire as believers is to see it all before we meet Him face to face. Not be ignorant of anything, to be filled with the knowledge of His will in all the wisdom, all the spiritual understanding that makes us walk in a manner worthy of Him unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing notice that ever increasing increasing in the knowledge of him and therefore you'll be strengthened to walk and praise him and glorify him notice that those prayers are offered maybe every week maybe every other day and they are working you know you're praying expecting results hallelujah and so don't you think God will factor all of these things in to make sure that what he called us to do will be accomplished, I believe he's working and he's working mightily in us. But thank God that we can look away from ourselves like we said before. Don't take yourself too seriously. Let's look away from ourselves unto him. He called us. He began the good work in us. He's faithful. He will accomplish it. He will bring it to pass. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, those kind of thoughts are what we'll be uh, maybe basing our talk and our study today on. So let's go on from there to um, something we had started with in Revelation and uh, chapter 14. You remember there in verse 13 he said, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Praise God for rest. In Christ, you are called to rest. Amen. Whether you enjoy it here or the eternal, you are called to rest. In fact, it's very interesting how um, the Sabbath was a picture of the rest. And God said that you should never ignore it. Remember? And so it became like a law 
that the people only saw the law part of it, not what it was pointing towards. God is a God of rest, not because he's tired, but because he finished the work. He's done it all from before time began. In his mind, some things are finished. He sees us in Christ. He sees us born again. He sees us as his own body. He sees us, you know, before the throne glorified. He sees all of these things, the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and made Christ righteousness for us. Wow. All of these things are settled in God's mind. Uh, Satan himself was defeated in Christ by you. He, You rose up when he rose up. Hallelujah. If he had not defeated our enemy and completely cancelled all of those negative things, he would not have risen. So in the mind of God, these things are already done. Thank God. And whether you see it or not, that is the reality in God's mind. Hallelujah. And so today we are called to agree with that and ponder upon it and make it our confession, make it our action. Unless you act upon the word of God, it has no power. It's like a body without the spirit. The actions based on what you've been saying are what make you enjoy the benefit of the life that's in the word. The living word. This is not just any book or any word. This is alive. And to enjoy that life benefit, we act on it. Praise God. The doers are the ones that receive. Those who don't do it deceive themselves because the opportunity is open to all of us. Praise God. So there is a labor in the Lord and it is blessed. And the works and the fruit will be following us into heaven. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? So in other words, the God who is perfect is going to make sure that everything tallies. Everything is in order. Nothing is wasted. Everything lines up. So we need to become uh, aware of that in increasing measures. Maybe we can hear this also in Canada. Revelation 14.13 so we're called to do these things in a certain attitude, an attitude of rest. Faith and rest are inseparable. It has to be based on settled things that God has finished already from His mind and your mind operating together. You achieve rest and you are doing things out of that rest. Settled that if God said it, that's it. It has to happen. There's no other way about it. God cannot lie. It's part of His glory. It's part of His nature. It's unchanging. And so we are stepping out on what God said is real as his own family, as his own children, his own body, etc. These are powerful things if you begin to actually look at them. And as we were saying, it has to move from here to a place of settled consciousness. Not just, I know that, yeah, I've heard this. But rather, do you really believe this? Are you ready to act on this? Can you step out just because God said so? Because he is final and he, he has made you in his own nature, in his own life, in his own image. You know, cut you out of the same material. And so you can do it. Otherwise, he would not have left the earth 
if, he, if it were not possible for you and I to do what we're supposed to in Christ, he would not have left us here alone. In other words, he would have still been here physically. But because he finished it, he moved on and left us in the capable hands of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God. So you can, I can, do what he called us to do. He called us. He's faithful. He will do it. Notice that. He is the doer, but we cooperate with him. He has already settled it. He's already done it. <laughs> and I just have to step out on it. You see, there's nothing that has been written concerning you or I that he has not already done. You're wearing his own armor. You have his own life, his own wisdom, his own ability, everything. And that's why we leave our crowns at his feet when we go before him because it was him. It was all him. And so we need to keep focusing on that fact. It's not about me, really. It's about him. It's not about you. It's about him. Of course, you're given an opportunity to do the things in his name and get rewarded for it. Praise God for that. But it is really he that's working in us, both to will and do his good pleasure. So it's just a privilege and honor to be participating in this awesome responsibility, especially as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Praise God. Let's go to uh, Hebrews also and observe there a familiar verse. I think this is a verse that's probably uh, favored by most pastors because it kind of makes the whole message of the church. <laughs> it says in Hebrews 10, 24, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Oh, you must come to church. You must gather. You know, that's the familiar pastoral line. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Is it possible to see the day approaching? According to these verses, it's possible to see the day approaching. And especially as you see the day approaching, you should make certain allowances so that you can gather. Because that is what he said. Especially in those days, as you see the day of the Lord approaching, as you see the soon coming. So this is not a time to be negligent. This is a time to be stirred up. And then he says there's a provoking. Notice you're not provoking people to do evil. You don't provoke them in a way that is going to cause evil. But we are supposed to provoke to love and to good works. Notice love good works. Love, good works. That's where it is. Praise God. And so, hallelujah. We have these emotions, we have these feelings from the sense realm, and then we have the spirit man who has to gain the dom dominant role or the dominion or he has to rule. And so we have to keep putting him up there no matter whether we feel it or not. Sometimes you provoke people. Maybe not to love and good works, but you provoke them to just feel low and down and dirty. Hallelujah. It happens, you know. I'll just tell them like it is, etc., etc. So, you can see there is a demand on the operation of the man in the spirit. The spirit realm should now dominate all of the other areas. Praise God. And so, he who called us is faithful. He will do it. 
He will make it come to pass as we agree with Him and put one step in front, you know, put one leg in front of the other and let's just deal with it one day at a time. And He said, Your labor is not in vain. Your works will follow you. Praise God. They're all going to appear before the throne. Hallelujah. So it means we have our work pretty much cut out for us. Shall we see if we can hear 24 and 25? Canada also. Now, Paraspara Hita Chinta Karagidu, Pritisuada Kagyu, Sakaria Maduada Kagyu, Ubaran and Ubaru Prairie Pisona Sabeagi Kuli Kuluva than Nukelavaru, Rudiagi, Bittiruva Prakara, now Bittubida, Ubaran Nabaru, Echeri Sona, Adinavu Savia Pisuta, Baruta de Indu, Nivu, Noduva the Rinda, Idanu Matashtu Madiri. Amen. So I must consider, notice, consider one another. So you're not just there in your bubble all alone. You're considering others, see. You're looking at them, perceiving, pondering, praying. How can I stir this person up to love and good works? How can I help this person to fulfill that plan in God? Praise God. This is how it's supposed to be. And so, uh, to just be thinking about yourself is going the other way. It's going just the soul and the flesh way. So don't forget that anytime you're thinking about yourself, you are going in the opposite direction. It's not really about you, it's about Jesus and others. Hallelujah. What about me? Well, don't worry about you. As you understand these things, you will enjoy such realms in God <laughs> and fulfillment that it will actually put a smile on your face, a song in your heart as you do these things. Glory to God. And of course, everything is attracted towards you in that realm. The blessings, everything will find their way to you effortlessly. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. This is what he says. That's how he lived. Praise God. And nobody has affected humanity like him. He came right there, split history into two, and left a permanent, a permanent witness in the hearts of man. Nobody can challenge that. And you and I are his brethren, left here on the earth to do it in this time. Praise God. So let's not be moved. Hallelujah. We are, we are clearly being told to do what we're supposed to. Almost every other day we're hearing the word of God. So he's like, keep going forward. Don't be bothered. Keep looking ahead. Don't worry about these things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's do it out of a place of rest. A place of faith. A place of rest. That's what makes uh, the works good. See? Otherwise it's dead. Otherwise it is evil. It is fleshly. It is demonic. Sensual. Etc. So when it comes from a rest place. A faith place. Faith works by love. You will see that the works become good works. Hallelujah. And we have the ability and the capacity to do those works. Praise the Lord. So don't forget, it must come from a place of faith. It must come from a place of love. It must come from a place of looking onto Jesus rather than your strength. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll talk about that. I was discussing with my wife, you know, how um, sometimes I delete some of these uh, messages that come from 
certain part of the world about visions they saw and all of that, you know. And there was this one <laughs> ah, from one of these very large churches in Africa, you know. Um, praise God, Africa has awesome churches. It also has some funny ones too. But this is a large church and very interesting people. They consider themselves to be very um, spiritual, in quote. But um, anyway, this sister had a vision. Now I'm going to allow you to think about it and make your conclusions. And um, she was very sick, it seems, and in the deathbed or, you know, while she was feeling her life ebbing away, she had this vision and uh, she had this angel, among other things, come and tell her things. And among the instructions, there were things like this. Um, did you go to church on Sunday? Yes, I did. When did you go to church? At such and such time. Then the angel said, you were three minutes late. Church is at 8, you were there at 8.03. Don't you know that that means such and such grade? And then... All right, what about evangelism? Yes, um, you know, I go for evangelism. Well, this is what you get for evangelism. And then, what about follow-up and visitation? Yeah, this and... Okay, this is what you get for that. So, in other words, you got 30%, so you're going to hell. She saw a narrow way and a broad way and all of that. And then she felt the fire all of that stuff. But she came back and she said, Oof, you better get into action. What do you think about all that? I mean, there's pages of it and I just kind of crunched it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. My wife was saying, you know, it's preferable to do something legalistically and by fear than doing nothing and just, you know, fooling around, going the other way. Yeah, it's true. It it sounds good, you know. But honestly, the more you study your Bible, there's a certain way that God expects us to do it. And therefore, it has to come from a place of rest and a place of faith and a place of love. That's when it becomes a, a good work. See, otherwise it is, it's from another place. It's from the flesh. It has other motives. The thought behind it is different. So, uh, I'll leave you to think about it. And let's look at the scripture about such things. Praise God. So, if you've been reading all those things and thinking, Oh, man, I better go to church. Yes, please go to church. But let it be for the right reason. Because you don't want to neglect the assembling together of the brethren as the manner of some is. Especially in these last days, you want to help somebody else, to provoke somebody else to love and good works. You don't want to take them down the tube and make them lament and, uh, you know, be sad that they ever met you. Some people say, I like Jesus, but I don't like those guys that come to church. So you, you and I have some serious work to do. Notice that the spirit man has to therefore consider uh, all of these kind of things and, and say, well, this is spirit. This is not from the natural realm and I have to go with it. So there's going to be offenses. There's going to be things that are going to dampen your desire to do the right thing because of the 
gratification or lack of it. See, you may not get the gratitude for doing good things. In fact, you may get the opposite effect. Think about that for a minute. Hallelujah. Let's go, therefore, to some verses like that. Think about Paul. Forget about yourself. I mean, praise God. We're here, but man, Paul is a hero. Paul said this, he said, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, (laughs) the less I be loved. See that kind of man? He said, Wow, I'd really like to spend and be spent for you. Though the more I love you, the less I be loved. Imagine that man getting such results. So what about you? I mean, no big deal. Okay, you spent, you gave, you, you, you spent your whole day there and you wasted your whole day in church and around church and in the end, all you get is an admonition from the pulpit. That's it. Can't take it anymore, man. Forget this. I'm leaving. I'm moving down the road. Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. Guess what? Just the reality of it. It's possible that the more you love, the more you spend, the more you give, the less you be loved, the less you be appreciated, the less gratitude gratitude and gratification you receive. And I'm like, ah, yes, this is all I was doing. Ah, bring it on. You may not get any of that. Hallelujah. (laughs) Shall we read that? It's kind of interesting. 2 Corinthians 12, 15. See that? So there is something that Jesus mentioned, which I believe is only uh, going to increase with time out of Matthew 24. We are learning more and more that Matthew 24 has to deal with times after the church have left but it gives us a beginning an intro into those times with all the earthquakes and you know pestilences and all of that and then for you and I I prefer to think this way the church must not be too bothered about red moons and hammer you know earthquakes hammer 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 type of stuff so much we should be concerned about the realms of what goes on in the hearts of men. That is more of our um, warning. Praise God. So Jesus said in 24, I think 10 and 12, that hearts of men would become uh, cold concerning love. They would be offended. Things like that. So the, the climate of this day is to be offended. To think more about not loving others, but loving oneself. See, love is basically about others. Have you noticed that? Thinking about their good, thinking about how you could bless them, how they could be blessed. Uh, that is all spirit man. Can you see that? It's not flesh, it's not from your own soul realm. There, It's like, it doesn't agree with a, an unregenerate soul. It only agrees with a spirit-minded soul where you are thinking about spiritual things and there's life and peace, where you set your affection on things that are above, on Christ and where He's seated, you know, those kind of things. So um, it's a good little um, warning on your dials in your instrument panel that when you see it going towards 
just me, myself, and I, us four no more, etc., that, man, you're living in the flesh realm there, in the emotional realm there. Praise God. And so you may not get any gratification down here. Um, you may not be appreciated as much. You may not be garlanded and, um, you know, given little peters and all of that. But praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or they may put the peter on your head and then when you turn your back, you know, mark an X on your back. But hallelujah, it's it's like that. Hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. So, uh, you know, Paul was the hero here, you know, back in those days. And uh, this is what he said. In Philippians 2, he made similar statements. Uh, rather, Philippians 4, um, very interesting line there. He said, in 15, he says, You Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel... When I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Imagine those days he started out. No church communicated with him. How do you think he felt? He must have thought, wow, these Philippians are precious, man. When nobody else is giving me anything, communicating with me in any form, you know, these people are giving. They are special. Praise God. So, you know, uh, you may not be appreciated. Nobody may care about you. But hallelujah, you're not the first one and you won't be the last one. Praise God. Jesus came to his own and they did not receive him. The Savior, the Creator the, of the ends of the earth came to his own people. And guess what? They crucified him. Praise the Lord. That's the way it is down here in this enemy territory in which we live. Don't get cozy about it. This is enemy territory and there's a war going on. And you and I are alive today on the planet, not by any mistake. We're here because God trusts us that we have the material that is necessary to do what we were called to do. And I believe we can. In Jesus' name. So we have to look away from ourselves every now and then at our hurt emotions and our burnt up emotions and oh, and just look to the spirit man where he says, ah, oh, it's my responsibility to people. It's my responsibility to others. I have a responsibility. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus, I have a responsibility. Of course, he felt it. Paul felt this pain. He felt the rejection. He felt... All of those emotions, they are real and they are noted down. So it's not that we are <laughs> denying them. They are real. You feel it, you know, like arrows they being shot into your soul. And they have pain and they have the ability to stop you in your tracks and make you quit and give up and just roll over and die. Hallelujah. But thank God we can be dominated by the spirit man rather than the emotions, rather than the feelings, rather than the senses. Amen. And so, my brother, my sister, you can see the attitude from which this is coming. We want to keep it like that. We want to keep it in the right attitude, from Paul's view, from God's view, uh, not from any other attitude. Praise God. It's a privilege to just be here, to do whatever we can right now in His name. Praise God. So there are thoughts like that. Um, notice 
in one of his statements, he says in verse 17 of the same, Not because I desire a gift, but I desire that fruit that may abound to your account. Do you notice that there's an account? Each believer has an account. And those accounts are like, the word there is about like an accounting book. There is a past book in quote in the heavenly realms that are being filled in. <laughs> and so we need to have some digits there. You know, some numbers have to appear. They're not sunium, pugium, and so on. We've got to get some, you know, stuff rather than zero. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's not that, um, you know, someone told me, as far as souls are concerned, I've done pugium. You know, hey, praise God. We all go through these things. Hallelujah. We all go through these things. Uh, but it's good to be able to factor in and check what's in my account. So there is an account. And here Paul said, he had everything. God will take care of his people. You know that, right? By now you know, through this season we've been through, God has taken care of us. God has taken care of you, hasn't he? That's why you're still watching. So, what is all this for? Why do you give to these people? Why do you share with them? Because there's an account, my brother, my sister. There is a log book. There's a past book that you have to put some figures into. Amen. He said, I have all and abound. Verse 18, I'm full. I've received from Epaphroditus the things which you have sent. But... 19. My God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So God looks in the past book and then supplies. Praise God. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. So that's one way of looking at it. Or you can look at it purely business-like and just move the numbers around. But then, in the eternal realm, there's something called a good work. Amen. And the reasons now come out, because nothing is hidden before Him. So it has to be done for the right reasons. And that's where we need to make sure it came, not just from our senses and our human good. You know, you can even give all you have to the poor. Offer your body to be burned and still get nothing. See, some hints of the accounting systems are there. So it has to be out of love. Hmm. Praise God. So we have to figure that out ourselves from the scripture. Why am I doing this? Praise God. And I may not get any appreciation down here. I may, I may even be treated badly for that. But I've got to do it the right way. And I have to choose. So you can see, the spirit man definitely has to keep eventually calling the shots. Uh, our soul may feel shot, you know, and terrible, and, and therefore offended. So we are looking at verses to help in that realm of being offended, so that you're not offended. Hallelujah. So that you do not bear offense. These are the things that are going to help you think about offense and to avoid the offense. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Peter also. Notice there the second chapter. Very interesting. Uh, the master himself is the example. 
verse 20 of First Peter 2, What glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently? I mean, you go and cause some trouble and you get some trashing or you, you lose some money because of that was the big deal, right? And you took it patiently. Oh. No, that's not the big deal, he says. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You do well and then suffer for it. You do well and suffer for it. This is the only suffering that's been left for us. See, Jesus uh, took every kind of substitutionary suffering for us on that cross. Praise God for that. But not all have been taken away out of his sufferings. These kind of sufferings are still left here for us. That when you do good, you get treated badly. That's part of Christ's sufferings. Suffering for Christ and suffering like him. He did good. No guile in his mouth. He was perfectly good, complete. in All of his words were perfect. Yet what did he get? So those sufferings are still left for us to perform. Praise God. Hmm. Suffer and take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. It's getting filled into your account. 21. For even here unto where you called, seriously, so this is what he called me to. Yes, see your calling, brethren, how that not many mighty, not many noble, not many special in the flesh are called. God has chosen the foolish. You've got to be foolish to go for this. Hallelujah. See, if the mind is still working in the way of the world, it will not accept this. So you've got to be foolish as far as the world is concerned. To embrace these things and say, this is my pleasure. This is what I live for. Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Notice, all these perfect things committed himself to him that judges righteously. So Jesus was aware that a, a book with accounts is being filled up and that the judge is going to deal with all of these things and said, I know you're watching. I know you're noting all these things. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. Glory to God. We have returned. It concludes in 25. Therefore you were sheep going astray but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. So the bishop is overseeing, watching all of these things. Thank God. Going, goings on in the soul, the emotions, the will, and all of that. So you have to talk to yourself every now and then. I'm doing it because that's what I was called to do. I'm doing it because huh, this is the Jesus way. And I'm doing it because I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. And I have to love my brethren. I have to love my neighbor. I have to love as myself. Notice there's a part where you look at yourself in Christ and enjoy that benefit. Praise God. You can say, ha, ha, ha. God doesn't want me to have poverty, sickness, disease, and any curse. 
is what I love the Lord, I love myself in that place. I'm free from the curse. And therefore, I need to make sure others are also enjoying that. Glory to God. So, you know, these things, these kind of thoughts will help you with the offense. And if you remember in the seed and all of that, the harvest and the ground, there was this thing called offense, that they would receive the word gladly, but then after some time, they would get offended, and then they would not bring any fruit to completion, you know. So, um, praise God, there's a lot of stuff to think about. Maybe we can hear verse 21 and 22 in Canada also from 1st Peter. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, glory to God. So you can see there that all these things are real and these are spirit realm based things you know they don't come from the flesh <laughs> they don't definitely don't come from you know hurt souls and emotions they come from giving word and spirit ascendancy you know allowing it to dominate so um thank god it's possible we are created in his image in his likeness out of the same material we can do these things and he's our great shepherd thank god his sheep hear his voice. They don't follow the voice of a stranger. So among all of those voices, you can pick out the right voice. You can pick out the word voice. Praise God. In Colossians is proof that we have been delivered from this present darkness, this evil world. He says there in verse 12 of Colossians chapter 1, Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So we are in this attitude of thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. You have qualified us to partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Thank God for the glory realms of God. The righteousness of God has given us the glory of God. Amen. You see, the righteousness of God is the glory of God. We had all sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the next verse says, we are freely justified. Praise God. Being justified freely. You remember that. Maybe we should look at that and then come back. It's a good thing to see. I was left, you know, in verse 23 for a long time until I got saved. He said, all have sinned in Romans 3.23 and come short of the glory of God. Yes, we know that, oh, nobody's perfect, yang, yang, yang. You know, we stay there. It's a nice place to just park in and everybody dumps that on you from everywhere. Ah, oh, we've fallen short, you know. Man, to err is human, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's true, yeah. But guess what? The next verse is being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Woo, glory to God. Justified freely through the redemption. That's the cross, the work of the cross, the redemption there. In Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins, again the work of the cross, that are passed through the forbearance of God. 
to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is the boasting then excluded? By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Praise God. The man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, etc., etc. But the point here is, the ones who had fallen short of the glory of God are now freely justified by grace, declared righteous. In other words, when his righteousness, his nature of being right was given to us, his glory was given to us also. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We became containers of his glory. We became glorified. Thank you, Jesus. So, you are in that place of that splendor of God, showing forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The inheritance in that place. Oh, glory to God. That's where we are. And we can become conscious of that or conscious of our feelings, emotions and the senses. So keeping our mind in the clouds with Jesus seems to be where we need to be while we're doing these things firmly footed, firmly rooted on the earth also. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mind in the clouds, feet on the earth. Praise God. So we have this work cut out for us, constantly shifting between these realms, making sure the man who's the spirit man dominates, where responsibility to humanity and others comes into play. Praise God. So I can do it because I've been given the glory of God. You can do it because you've been given the glory of God, because you've been made the very righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's this verse in Romans 6 also that I I just love. He says there, hmm, verse 4, Romans 6, he says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Notice what raised Christ from the dead, the glory of the Father. Guess who that is? That's the Holy Spirit. Guess where the Holy Spirit is now, today? What his actual work is, is today in the church age, taking the place of Jesus in you and I. Where is the glory of the Father? He's with us now. Hallelujah. That Christ raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so it comes now to us, we should walk in newness of life. So this glory of the Father, which raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in us, has come upon us. Last two weeks you've been hearing about the power of the Holy Spirit, superimposing, clothing, coming upon and it always stirs you up, doesn't it? Oh, weren't you stirred up to pray? Yeah, I was stirred up to pray. I enjoyed it. You know, we need to be stirred up. Our mind has to be brought back there again and again. That is why we're doing these things. Our mind has a tendency to go where? South, right. Trincomalee, not necessarily. But to the <laughs> dust, <laughs> to the grave. To the things of mundane, morbid, death-related, enemy territory, we need to be quickened by the Word of God, to be made alive in our soul, because 
he naturally just by in quote default he goes down and he's like whining complaining through it all just like a baby yang, yang, yeah, I don't want to go and then finally they're smiling and happy oh I'll do this again I'll do this again that's what happens that fellow has to be brought back to the place where he gets into the flow and he enjoys it and says let's do it again uh, but you are whining and complaining all the way in the beginning. Now who's happy? See that fellow? He has to be trained and brought up. So that's what it's all about. As the mind goes, so does the man. Praise God. God is faithful. So the glory of God is working in us. He's working in us. Praise God. Let's go on a little more. Colossians, the first chapter. You uh, see something there. Certain denominations, you know, have prided themselves in these things. In verse 28, he says, Whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man, in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Yes, that is our job. It may involve warning, teaching, all wisdom, to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you have that kind of heart, you've got the heart of Paul. And you have that heart because this is the glory of God. This is the whole plan of God. This is what it's all about. Presenting every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Complete. Mature. That's what it's all about. Get them saved and then start to help perfecting them. Perfecting the saints. Now that they're saints, let's help in the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry or whatever calling they have in their life. We are helping to provoke and bring those good works out. Glory to God. But notice 29, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to His working, which worketh in me mightily. So there is a working of the glory of the Father that is working mightily in Paul, which is also supposed to be working mightily in us. So those works are done by Him working in us. Rather than we just in the flesh, fata, 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 just going around. But looking away from ourselves, and considering and saying, Lord, You can guarantee me to be at the right place at the right time today. You can order my footsteps. You can help me. So there's plenty to pray about. And your tongue speaking those words, the mysteries uh, that God has for you before time began, the places, the people, the families, you begin to release them out and your tongue dominates your body, rules your body. And you find yourself just like that, the right place at the right time. Remember there was a testimony um, that maybe you've heard of, but I uh, just... It, uh, it just strikes me with awe every now and then I think about it. There was this little kid that I just casually knew back in Africa, you know, and, uh, you know, one day I saw him in the park and I decided to go up to him and talk to him about Jesus. And, um, you know, he accepted and then I talked to him about the Holy Spirit and he received the Holy Spirit and spoke with tongues. And then, that was it. After that, I barely saw him ever again. Till years later, you know, I was in Koramangla, near Forum. Our house was closed Forum back in those days. And suddenly there was all of this info that showed up by mail, I think. 
uh, and it was him and he was now a big guy and all of that and, and he wanted to see me and he came all the way to India <laughs> and found me major and met us and gave me a whole bunch of cash a couple of lakhs and just blessed us and just said I'm so grateful I've not forgotten that day thank you for that day and just strolled off and that was that <laughs> it's interesting so your feet can be led to the right place at the right time and glory to God he is the one working you know that's the point where you're thinking shall I talk to this person or not shall I go this way today or not so you're looking to him and your soul is doing all these calculations and Lord I trust in the Lord with all of my heart I'm not leaning on my own understanding oh help me here and it should just be flowing out I believe like that and God is interesting how he sets up these things. Glory to God. Hmm. So there is a working which works in us mightily. There is a working of the glory of the Father that works in us mightily. We shall allow him to work. Pray in tongues, 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 pray in tongues. Let the generators of heaven be on. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pray. The last days, we're supposed to give ourselves to prayer if you read the book of Peter. Give yourself to prayer. Fervent prayer. So, walking in love, doing the works. Praying helps with the works. But walking in love is where you set it right. This becomes a good work. You see? Thank you, Jesus. Let's see if we can... Um, yeah, Colossians 1, maybe 29. Glory to God. Let's go to First Timothy and see some interesting stuff. First Timothy, let's go to Second Timothy, sorry. Second Timothy, the third. Pressure situations are not fun on the flesh, but they help you to look away from the flesh because there's no help there. Praise God. And you will realize that the more mature or the more, uh, in quote, great you become in God, the more your mistakes are very powerful. You know, what's going on in the Middle East is because of Abraham's mistake. Very interesting. Of course, God knew it all and he had the solution. And it all works out for good anyhow. Interesting. But notice that it's very, very powerful. The accounts are important. As you develop in God, you must be a little more careful. Oh God, help us. Help us all. That's where we come to verses like this. Chapter 3, 2 Timothy, verse 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is where the correction, the instruction, the direction of God takes place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Reproof, correction. Wisdom has to do with correction, doesn't it? The oil of correction flowing down your face. Praise God. The right, righteous man, the wise man has plenty of that oil in his house. Praise God. 
that the man of God may be perfect or mature, complete, praise God, complete, perfect, you know, furnished thoroughly unto all good works. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So notice where the actual good works come from is because they have yielded to the instruction, the correction, the doctrine, the instruction in righteousness. As you yield to it, those works become more and more uh, appreciable. They become more correct. Okay, this is now a good work. You become thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Maybe we can hear Second Timothy three sixteen and 17 also. Thank you. Barahagalanu Tiridavan Agidiella, Abarahagalu Krista, Esuina Liruva, Nambike, Mulaka, Rakshane Hundisuva, Nanavanu Kuruva, the Keshakta Wagiwe. Praise the Lord. Ada the Rinda Devara Manushinu Paripurna Nagi Sakala Sakari Vedigas and Nadanaguanu. Glory to God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Notice there similar kind of thoughts because we want our works to come before God and have some. <laughs> value in the books of heaven, right? I want them to be right. I don't want, oh, oh that's junk and this one's burnt up and phew, that's just smoke and more hay. No, I want some gold. I want some precious stones. Amen? You know, as you go down the road, sometimes uh, I think I've seen it more in the north, northern areas or Sometimes in the south too, you'll see these huge lorries carrying bales of hay. And they'll be loaded up beyond the metric measurement, I think. And they just overflow. And they'll be coming up the road. And your small car is like pushed to the corner. But it's just hay. At the end, when you weigh hay, it's not going to be very... Uh, valuable compared to that much gold. Imagine a truck laden with gold. It won't even go on the road. That would just be hidden somewhere. See, so the preciousness is what changes the value of everything. Precious means it's not available. Don't forget that. Precious means it is not available. You won't find it around. That's what makes it precious. So there may be two or three or four people doing it. Majority may not be doing it. That makes them precious. Hallelujah. If everybody's doing it, not so precious. Can you see that? So go for the precious. Be in the precious. Verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. How do you depart from iniquity? Continue. 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. This is one of the most condemning verses I have read. I mean, anytime I read it, I think, am I just some dishonorable vessel? <sighs> am I the wood and the earth one? You know, but if a man therefore purge himself, 21 continues, from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Notice what makes the vessel honorable is the purging. 
In other words, it's the blood, it's the mercy. It's 1 John 1 9 that makes your vessel a vessel of honor. It's not any good thing that you can do. It's 1 John 1 9. That's what makes it right. So you have to keep examining and saying, Forgive me, Lord, I messed up. And guess what? You're cleansed from all unrighteousness. Praise God. And you are back right where you ought to be, spotless, as though nothing like that ever existed. Just like that. Hallelujah. It's amazing. 1 John 1 9. <laughs> you need to hold on to 1 John 1 9. You need to look away from yourself. We need to look at Him. He's the one praying for us, working. He's the one who is making sure that we are perfected in every good work from the right hand of the throne, working in us that which is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant is how that prayer prayer goes. It's the blood that makes us clean. When you walk in fellowship, the blood cleanses us. Praise God. When you're out of fellowship, confess. Confess. Praise God. So this, this place of a vessel unto honor is because there's a purging by the blood over and over and over and over again and not getting tired of it. Not being offended by that. Amen. Then you become a vessel unto honor. Sanctified, notice, spirit, soul and body. Sanctified, meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. I have shared 22. Flee also youthful lusts. What's a youthful lust? Youthful lust is something that youths usually do. But if you grow old and you're doing it, <laughs> something's wrong, man. Free, flee and be free. <laughs> flee from youthful lust. Follow after righteousness, faith, love, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Hang around with people like that. Praise the Lord. It's the companions are important. God help us. Deliver us. Mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. So there are all of these wonderful things here and um, I, I'm just enjoying them at a different level and they are, they are just blessed scriptures. We read the same Bible but at different times in our life they become different to us. They become at that moment a word that changes your life. Hallelujah. And so the spirit man is getting to rule and dominate because he's looking out and seeing others. And that's why he needs rivers, not just himself, a little well. He can get all he wants from his well, but now he's seeing others. And out of that desire uh, to meet the needs of others, he's drawing from the rivers of God. He's letting the rivers flow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go on some more. Praise the Lord Jesus. James chapter 2. Notice there in the 15th verse, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warmed, be filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Hmm. So here you have the brother or sister. 
See, this is interesting. There are all of those people out there, but they are not your brothers in Christ. They are not your sisters in Christ. So he's talking about the brother and sister in Christ. Clothing, food, notice that, daily food. Not just tell them, it is well, brother. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Of course, it's alright to do that from a good heart, but it's good to also convert it into good works and give them something for their food, for their clothing. You see, give them the things which are needful to the body. We're in this body. There are needs for the body. And it, it should be done like that. Consider their body. Consider their natural, temporal life. Amen. And you know, Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like the lilies of the field. If God can clothe the grass which today is and tomorrow cast into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, ye of little faith? He said, So, I must believe God for clothing, so that I can be able to not just take care of myself, but to give to others also. Praise God. These basic things that will God not give food to the fowls of the air and make you starve? No. He'll give the birds. Those guys are singing, man, out there during Corona or Corona or Bloody Moon or whatever is out there. Those people, those little birds are singing and crying to God, praises and worship. They're not bothered about depression they're not worried about financial slumps, you know, the graphs and, you know, whatever those things are, bears and bulls. They're not bothered. They're being taken care of. They're singing away. I hear them every day singing that if God can take care of the birds, will he not much more, because you're of much more value than them? Wow, he'll take care of you. He gives good things to those who are his, who are his own children. I'm expecting that it should work for me and for you, and I believe it's working. So there are these things that you do for the brothers and the sisters. Don't forget that. Galatians, the sixth chapter, and then we'll hear in Canada also. Notice there, verse 9, Let's not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As you have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto the, to them who are of the household of faith. Notice that there is a special place given to the body of Christ, the household of faith. And we need to take advantage of the especially areas in the word of God. It's okay to go give everybody else, but notice especially the brother, the sister, the brethren in Christ Jesus, the household of faith. It's awesome. Let's hear maybe uh, verses out of these. Mm, let's maybe start with this and then proceed. <laughs> And then James 2.15 hmm. Praise God. So there is some stuff there that's pretty much clear. Praise God. Now we go to the other aspects along these lines. 
Romans 14.10 Why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So our brothers must not be judged by us. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't know if they've already asked God for mercy. In fact, what we should judge is we should not put a stumbling block in front of them. It's not easy. It's easy to read it. You don't go to the bar. You don't find yourself in the dark dives that everybody out there goes to. You find yourself in church. Guess who's around you? The brother, the sister. Guess where the trouble comes from? The brother, the sister. You're not in other places. Your main problem comes from the brothers and sisters. And they can hurt you like nobody can hurt you. Because they're close to you. They're your brother. A brother offended is harder to be one than a fortified city. <laughs> the brother is because he's so close to you. He can really hurt you. But guess what? We can't judge them. That is God's department. So I have to look away and say, that's your department. <sighs> it hurts. Ow. Ow, 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 ow. But that's your department. That's your department. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It's a different seat. It's not the white throne. That's for unbelievers. This is the judgment seat of Christ where you get awards, rewards, where you get decorated. See? So it's in line with the good works, the decoration, the results, the rewards. You will get these thoughts of judging, brethren. But notice, marks are being lost. Rewards are being lost. Verse 11, as it's written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us therefore judge one another, or not judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So as you're provoking each other, make sure you don't make a way for them to fall. Don't provide a stumbling block for them. Don't tempt them to fall. Don't bring them towards occasions to fall. Hallelujah. Hmm. That is what we should be judging. If I am doing something that is going to make them fall, hmm, forgive me Lord, help me to judge that properly. Is this going to make people fall? Is this going to bless people? Is this going to edify them? Is this going to build up their lives? Is this going to glorify God? Oh, help me, Lord. Man, we have a lot of work to do. You see, so this is definitely not from the natural thinking or the sense realm. This is from the spirit. These are things that help us in the spirit realm. Maybe we should hear this in Canada also. Um, from verse 10 to verse 14, no, verse 13. Thank you, brother. 
ನನ್ನ ಜೀವದಾಣೆ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ನನ್ನ ಮುಂದೆ ಮೊಣಕಾಲೂರುವನು ಮತ್ತು ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಂದು ನಾಲಿಗೆಯು ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಅರಿಕೆ ಮಾಡುವುದು ಎಂಬುದಾಗಿ ಕರ್ತನು ಹೇಳುತ್ತಾನೆ ಎಂದು ಬರೆದದೆ ಈಗಿರಲಾಗಿ ನಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ತನ್ನ ತನ್ನ ವಿಷಯವಾಗಿ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಲೆಕ್ಕ ಒಪ್ಪಿಸಬೇಕು ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ಇನ್ನು ಮೇಲೆ ಒಬ್ಬರ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲೊಬ್ಬರು ಎಂದಿಗೂ ತೀರ್ಪು ಮಾಡದೇ ಇರೋಣ ಇದಲ್ಲದೆ ಸಹೋದರನ ಎದುರಿಗೆ ಅಡ್ಡಿಯನ್ನಾಗಲಿ ಎಡೆತಡೆಯನ್ನಾಗಲಿ ಹಾಕಲೇಬಾರದೆಂದು ತೀರ್ಮಾನಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ good works into our accounts praise god i'm going to read out of matthew the 5th chapter and verse 16 also let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven now if you're thinking of uh helping getting someone saved that's a good work but if you're doing good works so that you may obtain leverage with god that's not how you obtain favor with god you obtain favor with god through the name of jesus through the word of god dwelling in your heart richly it is jesus that gives you favor with god hallelujah it's not your good works you're created in christ jesus unto good works before ordained that we should walk in them we need to walk in that place by faith by prayer Notice sometimes you may have to lay hands on the sick, you have to preach the gospel to others as you go. I remember one time we came from church some years ago. It was very exciting because this guy was selling books, dictionaries and all of that and and we he was at the door, you know, and some other brethren were with us and and I noticed he had a hearing aid also and I said I have some book for you. It's called the Bible. I can pray for you and you know jesus will open your your ears in and we prayed and that guy's ears got opened and uh, he had some flow out of it and he started hearing and he was from some other faith and he began to get interested in the word and study the bible and all of that stuff you know and i believe god is opening somebody's ear today in the name of jesus your ear is being opened so we have in jesus name all of these awesome abilities given to us as we go in his name to do good works which will be seen by men and they will glorify our father in heaven praise god so get ready to be seen get ready to glorify the father praise god prepare yourself as you go to be seen in the good works department healing teaching preaching saying the right thing giving being a blessing on the planet praise god i believe god is working in you mightily he is working both to will and do his good pleasure in your life in jesus name thank you so much you're blessed uh, have a wonderful week praise god and uh, if you'd like to give this is a great opportunity let's do so and i'm telling you in these days god knows the value of your offerings your tithes your giving your partnership in the work that we are doing on the planet i am here not for any other person but for jesus and for his work and so i'm not just thinking about myself here god is a faithful god 
And I believe you know that. And so you're blessed as you give. Thank you for giving. Thank you that our God supplies all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. I could not be doing it without you all. Thank you. You're blessed.